Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the very first episode of the Parker's Pro Football Podcast. I'm Christian Parker. Um, you know, I'm really excited to get started here and, you know, hopefully talk about football with you guys weekly. Um, if you guys do want to contact me, uh, my Snapchat is all lowercase Christian051229. Uh, sometimes I do debates and, you know, just talk to people about the NFL and what's going on. So on this podcast, uh, I plan to talk about, you know, the NFL, obviously, and uh, maybe a little bit of college when it gets into it. Most like prospects going into the NFL. And I like to talk about sometimes my local high school sports. Uh, I plan on having guests from the team there, as I am uh, part of that team as an analyst and assistant coach. So, yeah, I'm 15 years old, and, uh, you know, I live in Jacksonville. Um, I'm just a football fanatic, and I'm ready to get started here and show people, you know, what 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 can I do. And I really hope to pursue a career in sports broadcasting one day, hopefully go to the University of Florida, take journalism and sports broadcasting classes, get a degree in those, and I'm just excited, you know. So tonight I will be going over the, the um, top four quarterbacks uh, coming into this year's draft. Now, I wanted to do five, but, you know, the fifth is really controversial. You know, you have you have Trey Lance, you know, Kyle Trask, um, you know, a lot of other good quarterbacks this year. I would definitely say that this is a quarterback draft, um, as I do believe that the first three picks are all going to be quarterbacks. Now, uh, I have some, you know, probably stuff that you can disagree with, stuff that you can agree with on this list. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, you know, my opinion. So, like I said, if you like to debate me, uh, Christian051229, that is my Snapchat. And I'm always welcome to have, you know, guests um, talk to me. And, you know, it's just it's just fun. Hopefully one day I can get some, uh, you know, fans or guests uh, through a radio or um, headset to come on the show and, you know, debate football with me and talk about it. So let me get right into it, though. Uh, top four quarterbacks going into the 2021 draft class. At my number one spot, I have the man himself, Trevor Lawrence. Now, I do believe that he is the best quarterback going into the draft, the most talented, the most NFL pro-ready. You know, he is a 2018 ACC Freshman of the Year, Clemson Freshman records for pass touchdowns and passing yards, 34-2 and record as a starter at Clemson, can roll out and make throws, runs when needed to, takes most plays in the shotgun formation, which is good for NFL-ready teams. However, the Jags do run a West Coast offense, so it should be interesting how he does there. You know, he's really – he can run when he needs to. That That is such a good quality to have as a quarterback, and honestly, I think it's such an underrated one. You know, you see the greats uh, or new up-and-coming greats, Josh Allen runs when he needs to. Patrick Mahomes runs when he needs to. Even the former greats or the greats now, Aaron Rodgers – runs when he needs to it's a very very important talent and ability you need as a quarterback to recognize when you need to run and when you need to stay in the pocket and I think Trevor Lawrence does a great job of that he ties his feet to his eyes now his footwork is insane you know he never gets tripped up I feel like his rollouts are really impressive you know his feet just match where he's going to throw which is really just what you're looking for as a scout he, he can outrun most linebackers. If you look at his scrambles, man takes off. He, he just absolutely runs, runs like crazy when he does run. He can outrun most linebackers on a good run. Um, he has really good arm strength. 
uh, on his pro day, we saw him a max throw with 70 yards. 70 yards was his max throw. And I know everyone's talking about Zach Wilson and his pro day, but we're going to dive into that later as I have an interesting take on him. Uh, another good thing uh, running into his mechanics, quick release. He can get the ball off fast. He's really relaxed when he throws the ball, and it just comes out natural in my opinion. You know, his, he has a relaxed arm to get the throw off fast, holds the ball in a relaxed position, not too low. It's always at a high point, which I think is good. His throwing winds up, he gets in an L position, which is good, and moves smoothly to a 90-degree angle, which is mostly what you want as a quarterback. He knows where the defense is on the field. Always. You watch his film, he reads defenses. You know, I don't I don't want to make a direct comparison to Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning, you know, is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game of football. But very similar, in my opinion, to the likes of Peyton Manning. You know, like I said before, he almost has perfect mechanics. It's the closest, the best mechanics in this draft class, I would have to say. Uh, some achievements is his is he's a college football champion, college football national champ, offensive MVP, three-time ACC champion, Heisman Trophy runner-up, which is really crazy to me. Most people don't know this. Is Trevor Lawrence never won a Heisman Trophy. You know, it's just crazy. He's going to be the number one prospect in this draft, and everyone's talking about, you know, he's great, he's great, and I do believe that he's great. But he never won the, the Heisman, you know. Uh, just, just crazy to me. Um, ACC Player of the Year, High School Football Player of the Year. Good. He has really good physicals. And most important, one of the most important things is he can handle the spotlight. Trevor Lawrence has been in playoff games. Trevor Lawrence has been under the spotlight. You know, especially making that transition to a small town of Georgia, it's very important that you can do that. And, I mean, Clemson is a, you know, smaller school, and it's in a smaller location. But he brought the spotlight to Clemson, you know, followed it from Deshaun Watson. So I, I just think that he can handle it. Uh, some cons that I have is... He makes uh, some risky throws under pressure sometimes, but, I mean, what quarterback isn't when there's three 300-pound D linemen in your face? I mean, what, what are you going to do, right? Um, when he does do that, though, uh, he really likes to loft the ball recklessly. There's a couple of times in the 2020 uh, playoff game versus Ohio State where he you can just see him getting pressured and he just chucks it up. Now, there's a couple of them where the receiver comes down with it, but is that really Trevor Lawrence? Is that his throw, or is that the receiver doing great things? Personally, I think that's the receiver in those type of scenarios. Another con that I have is he's not the most agile. He has the speed to get past people, but, I mean, you're not going to see, you know, Trevor Lawrence making agility plays, breaking tackles, and shooting people, which is fine, you know. Like I said, he runs when he needs to. He's not like a Lamar Jackson uh, uh, prototype, so he doesn't really need to be the most agile, but that's just a con that I have. Uh, the other con that I have is that uh, I, I'm not going to say that he was on the most stacked team because, you know, that that's Alabama every year, but he still had a really good running back, in my opinion, a really good receiving core. So sometimes that can, you know, make a player look good. But in this case, I don't think it really made him look good. It just helped improve his stock, in my opinion. So all in all, I think Trevor Lawrence is the number one quarterback in this draft class. There's really no, you know, proof to say that he can't be or that he's not going to be. 
I mean, you'll see it on every single scout, every single mock draft. Trevor Lawrence is going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I just think that's a common sense point by now. In my opinion, Trevor Lawrence already plays for the Jags. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys keep up with the Jacksonville Jaguars news, but he actually donated uh, money to a Jacksonville charity because uh, all the Jags fans donated wedding gifts to his wedding. And it was just a pretty cool moment, I think. Um, no, it is going to be sad to see the Jaguars move on from Minshew or possibly trade him on draft night to get a maybe another second round or third round pick. Obviously, I, I don't think he's going to be worth that much, possibly even going as low as a fifth round pick that we could trade him for. But, you know, maybe we'll keep him as a backup. Who knows what the Jags are going to do. But in my opinion, I think he's getting traded on draft night. One of my uh, one of my crazy scenarios for the Jags on draft night is that they trade up and get Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think they trade up from their tw- uh, from their later first round pick and trade up to maybe number twelve or ten. And if Kyle Pitts is still there, take him. You know, we everyone was predicting the Jags go out and get Johnny or Hunter Henry, but we seen what Bill Belichick did, and he obviously signed both of them, which is just crazy. So yeah, they don't really have a you know true number one starting tight end. I think if they get Kyle Pitts, this is going to be the ultimate weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, and Kyle Pitts with James Robinson, the rookie, or the last year rookie. Now he's going to be a sophomore. But don't sleep on James Robinson. Don't sleep on the Jags this coming season. All right, my number two quarterback in this draft class. It's not Zach Wilson. It's not Zach Wilson. Now, I'm going to get into the reasons why I didn't pick Zach Wilson later. But let me tell you the reasons why I'm taking Justin Fields as my number two quarterback in this draft class. Number one, Justin Fields is experienced. He is consistent every single year he was a starter. He can handle the spotlight, as I said about Trevor Lawrence, been in playoff games. He plays the ranks opponents. He plays good competition. He plays good football. You know, you can't make an argument for a guy that doesn't play good football. Uh, Justin Fields does. Um, and a really common you know, con about him is that, you know, he has injuries. He does have injuries. And unfortunately, most players have to deal with them in, in our league. It's just the thing that has to happen. You know, Trevor, Trevor has been pretty healthy. I mean, he missed like one game this year, I think. But... Fields did miss a couple, but when he does get hurt, we see him play through injuries. You know, he doesn't go out and just cry about it. He comes back in the game and does something about it. You know, this falls in line with him being a very clutch quarterback, in my opinion. He is clutch. He makes the big throws. I don't know if you remember, but in 2019 versus Michigan, he came back from a knee injury and threw a 40-yard touchdown pass in the third quarter. He came back from an injury and just launched a 40-yard touchdown pass. Just blows my mind. Uh, you know, Fields has decent mechanics. Uh, he's mobile but doesn't run too much. I would have to say he runs more than Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, I think he does know when to run for the most part, but sometimes he makes one read. It's not there. He takes off, uh, which could be a con, but I don't think it's that big of a deal in my opinion. He has a good touchdown turnover ratio. You know, he doesn't turn over the ball that much. He's very protective of the ball. Uh, I I think he has, I think he has good awareness, and he doesn't turn over the ball that much. 
Another thing that people may not know. Justin Fields run a 4.444 dash. Okay, he run a 4.444 yard dash. Wow, that's that's a lot of words. He is fast. You know, that's the same 40 that DK Metcalf run. DK Metcalf, one of the, one of the most, you know, physical and fast receivers in today's NFL. So, as I said about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields can outrun most linebackers in today's league. You know, he's a fast guy, and maybe that's going to be something that really helps him in his career. When he does decide to run, he can maybe pick up the first one needed or even more, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes uh, running-wise. He has good physicals. Justin Fields is a big quarterback. I think people see him as being 6'1", but I do believe that he's 6'3". And, you know, he's he's a big guy. Um, he has really good decision-making. You know, he doesn't throw stupid throws. He, for the most part, makes very good throws to open receivers. Um, and that's that's pretty much my scout on, uh, it's pretty much my scouting on Justin Fields. Uh, but for the cons of Justin Fields, he has a really long wind-up. His, his mechanics, like I said, are okay. He has a really long wind-up when he's throwing. His overall release when it does get to the point is nice, but it's just a long wind-up. If you look at some of his tape, I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, injuries. That's a really big problem with Justin Fields. Like I said, he does play through them, but just because he has gotten injured so much, it may be a problem for the future, you know. Thankfully, he's shown that he can get through them, so I think it won't. it's not that big of a problem right now. Another big thing that I have about Justin Fields, kind of like a question, is can he read the defense? As I mentioned earlier, sometimes he's a one-read-and-run quarterback. Like, he just doesn't read the field sometimes. He just sees one read that the, that's supposed to be there, it's not there, and he'll just take off. That is not going to work in today's NFL. You can't just make one read and take off, okay? You have to read the field and find the open man. You know, if no one's open, fine. Run. You know, run for your life. But he needs to read the field better. And that brings me to my another point. He's a one-read quarterback. I think that he makes one read and takes off. So that could be a potential, you know, you know, hidden factor about Justin Fields is that he needs to improve before he moves on. I really don't want to see him being taken at the number two spot in New York. I don't want to see Justin Fields play for New York. I would really like to see him play in the 49ers. As much as I may dislike the 49ers as a team because of what they did to the Packers two seasons ago, we don't talk about that on that this podcast. It will probably not be mentioned again. Um, but I do want to see him play for the 49ers. I do not want to see him play for the Jets. I just think it's a waste. That team's not ready for Justin Fields, and I don't believe that Justin Fields is really ready for that team. And now this brings me to my number three spot. Mr. Number one out of BYU, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, what can you say about him? He had an insane year. He had a Heisman-worthy year. I believe he threw 43 touchdowns and only five interceptions or something crazy about that. I just, that's just a crazy stat line. Pros, he has the best arm strength in this draft class, no doubt. He could throw the, bar the, the ball the farthest without a doubt. I don't believe that anyone can throw the ball farther than him. 
he has really good arm strength, and I just believe that he has a cannon. He has a cannon, and with that cannon, he also has the most zip on the football in this class. He throws hard. My man throws bullets. He's throwing bullets at these receivers. He showed a lot of talent this year. Uh, that's where I'm getting at, and I think you know people are going to be like, well, if he has so much talent, then why, why is he at this number three spot in my list? And here's the reason why. He did not play anyone this season. I believe that the only really good teams that he played was Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina and BYU barely won that game. Okay? It's just crazy to me that people are freaking out over this guy for having one big win in his career. And guess what? His only six games against ranked opponents, the touchdown turnover ratio is eight touchdowns to six interceptions compared to his 43-5 and five interception season. That's crazy. He threw more interceptions in six games against ranked opponents than he did in the full season against, you know, non-ranked opponents. You know, so that just proves when he plays good teams, he doesn't perform as good. And let me tell you something, guys. Every team in the NFL is the top five ranked team in college football. Okay? These guys... They're all top prospects from these ranked teams at one point in their career, okay? Like, they are big-time money players. They don't play around. They're not kids. These are grown men. They don't want to sit here and have to deal with nonsense and, you know, just over-hypeness. They don't, they don't play around like that. You know, this is the NFL you we're talking about here. Another thing that is really big, if you look at his stats... He's a one-year wonder. He only had one good season, really, which was this season. He just went off this season, like Joe Burrow. And, you know, Joe Burrow has worked out in the NFL, but Joe Burrow played good against ranked opponents, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. Another thing about Zach Wilson is people don't know this. He had shoulder and thumb surgery when he was in high school. Shoulder and his thumb on his throwing arm. The shoulder wasn't on his throwing arm, but the thumb was. It's just, you know, some people don't know about this, and I think, you know, this should open up some people's eyes about Zach Wilson. I don't think what the I don't think the hype is real, guys. I don't. He has no playoff experience, uh, experience or appearances. He's not under the spotlight. You're telling me this guy's going to go perform in New York? That's just not happening. He's not going to go perform in New York, Okay. The biggest market in the whole NFL. And you're telling me this this little home, this little small town kid is going to come in here and dominate. No, it's not going to happen. Another thing is, there's too much pressure in the NFL for him. I believe that there's too much pressure in the whole New York and everything like that for Zach Wilson. I don't think he's ready for that. I just don't think he's going to be a top prospect like everyone thinks he is. You know, I could be wrong about this. I really could be. But I guess we'll all see on, you know, where he goes on draft night and, you know, how he does uh, as a rookie. Now back to the pros. Uh, I have to say that for this season, he has a great touchdown turnover ratio. He didn't really turn over the ball that much this season. Only five interceptions. Uh, Another big thing is he really impressed people at the pro day. He, He easily had the best throw at the pro day. 
in my opinion. And just a beautiful rollout pass right on the money. Just a beautiful exposure of how much arm strength he really has, even on the run. Another good thing about Zach Wilson is he has great anticipation. He knows where the receiver is going to be before he gets there. I could probably say that about Trevor Lawrence also, but I think Zach Wilson shows it more, to be honest. Um, he, he has good anticipation. I will give him that. Zach Wilson makes big plays happen. Big plays do happen whenever he's rolling out. He can make all the cross-body throws. He can make all the throws on the run. But like I said, he's not doing this against Sean Wade or Patrick Sertain, okay? He's not. Um, he, he does recognize when to run, when he does uh, need to run. I, I will give him that also. Uh, his awareness is pretty good, um, but but it's only been for this season. It's only been this season. So if he can prove himself in the NFL, you know, that's great. I'm wrong. He proved me wrong. But, I mean, if he can't, it just shows that these one-year wonder quarterbacks sometimes just don't live up to the hype. Um, Another great thing that he does is that he's accurate and that he extends the play. He does extend the play, and I think he is the closest quarterback to Patrick Mahomes in this draft class, which is just you know insane to compare him to. But on, honestly, I do think it's an okay comparison to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. They do play similar, if they look if you look at their college days. If Zach Wilson gets put on a stack team, he is going to be insane. But like I said, he's probably going to go to the Jets, and I just don't see it happening there. My number four quarterback, it is not Trey Lance. I'm not a believer in Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be the answer to the 49ers, the Jets, the Panthers. I just don't see it. Um, I don't really trust these Division II quarterbacks who don't play anyone. I don't trust it. I mean, look at Carson Wentz. I mean, I guess he's playing for Indiana now, and he's still a starter technically, but... We all seen what he did in Philadelphia. You know, he had one good year in Philadelphia, in my opinion, and then got hurt. So we've we've seen some D2 quarterbacks that work out, but we've also seen a majority of some that just don't, you know. But, I mean, it is what it is, and overall we're going to see what happens to Trey Lance. I, I just don't think that he's a top-four quarterback in this draft class. But my number four given is Mac Jones. Uh, quarterback out of Alabama. I will say this now. One of my biggest cons for Mac Jones is that he's an Alabama quarterback on a stack team. Name three Alabama quarterbacks that work out for a team. You probably can't, because I can't. Okay, Alabama quarterbacks never work out. And here's why. Because they always have stacked receivers and a stacked running back. It's just crazy to me how stacked their teams are and that these quarterbacks shine, obviously, because they have an insane team around them. They have the best O-line most of the time, the best running back, and the best receivers. You know, is Mac Jones going to be another just Alabama quarterback who's average and not a top elite quarterback? I don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. Um, Jim Cons, I have about him is that He's a good. He has good physicals. He's a tall guy. Um, you know, I think he's like listed at six two, six three. He's a he's a decently lengthy guy. 
Uh, his football IQ is very, very off the charts. He's a smart player. He knows where receivers are going to be before they get there. Uh, as I mentioned, great, uh, you know, great accuracy, great anticipation of where the receiver is going to be. My other pro is that he's a national champion, you know. You can't take that away from him. He won the national champion and was lit named, you know, the best quarterback in college football uh, last season. So, I mean, um, you know, I just – Mac Jones is so hard for me because I think it's there. I think the potential is there. It's just I don't trust these Alabama quarterbacks. Um, uh, Mac Jones throws a good catchable ball most of the time, you know, uh, just a great spiral. Um he reads defenses and goes through progressions. That's what I like about Mac Jones. He's a traditional pocket passer. He doesn't run. You know, he's not the most athletic. But he can sit in the pocket and wait for someone to get open and make the right throw. You know, it's very, it's, it's very similar to what Tom Brady does. I'm not calling him Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's not Tom Brady just yet. But he plays very similar to a Tom Brady-esque quarterback, you know. Another good thing about Mac Jones is that he's a great leader. Um, he's he's a good leader. He knows how to lead a team to the playoffs, um, like he showed this season. Another one-year quarterback that just didn't play that much. But is is it Mac Jones time or is it going to be that Alabama stereotype? I I don't I don't know. I I just don't know. He made the team his, you know, he took that team and took the reins of it and, you know, took them to the playoffs. I just, I just, um, man, that just, Alabama quarterback is just getting to me, man. I just don't know. I just don't know if he is the answer for either the 49ers or the Panthers. I just, or possibly the Patriots. If he goes to the Patriots, there might be some problems with Bill Belichick and him. Because they're going to tear the roof down with those new tight ends. And last last pro about Mac Jones is he protects the ball. He doesn't give it away that much. Like I said, very Tom Brady-esque. Um, you know, he protects the ball and makes the right throws. That's that's Mac Jones right there. Great leader, makes the right throws, and he's a, he's a you know, pocket passer. Cons. As I said, Alabama quarterback on a stacked team. That is a con, in my opinion. Mac Jones lacks arm strength and, you know, overall talent. I guess he doesn't have all the skills in the skill tree for him right now, but I think you can develop that. Um, he's, he's not mobile. Uh, you're not going to get him running and throwing crossbody in the NFL. You're going to see him staying in the pocket with good footwork, dropping up and then down inside the pocket, moving from side to side. Uh, he, he's not a mobile quarterback. Another thing is is that his frame isn't that big. He has a really thin body. Um, so I don't think that's a big con, but it's just a con that I saw um, just looking at him. That is my top four quarterback list for this year's draft class. Um, I hope um, you guys, you know, enjoy this you know type of video. And as I said before, the Snapchat is all lowercase Christian05. 1229. Okay, that's my Snapchat. Now, if you want to, you're more than welcome to follow me and, you know, chat with me about the NFL and stuff like that. Uh, I love talking about that stuff. Um, 
I'm, I, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast. I hope it's a fun thing for everyone, including myself. Uh, I think I think it's going to be really fun. Um, you know, I love debating about the NFL, and I can have conversations about it all day. <laughs> um, so uh, if you do disagree with this, I do want you to message me and, and debate me. I, I love talking about this stuff. Um, and the number uh, reason why I don't have a number five quarterback is because I just I just don't have a, a true number five. I, I guess you could say Trey Lance, but I, I when I scout Trey Lance, I, I really did scout him sometimes. I did scout him sometime, and I just didn't see anything notable. I mean, his stats are off the charts. Like you can't even put it on paper what he did. But I just don't trust those Division Two quarterbacks at all. So, I mean, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the video and have a great day. Um, I hope this was fun for y'all. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Parker's Pro Football Podcast. Peace.